Here's a fun fact. The horse finished second in the Iroquois and third in the Future Breeders' Cup or Breeders' Futurity. Yeah. To Brody's cause and exaggerator. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. It's a blast from the past, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Unbelievable. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. It's Thursday, February 16th, and this is Blinkers Off 599. What's up, man? What is up? Yeah, 599, which means 600 will be the Rebel Podcast, which is pretty cool if you know us and know our backstory. So, uh, but before we get there, we got a big time, big time card at Fairgrounds. We're going to talk about today. A lot of good racing uh, going on this weekend. So I feel like it's finally, maybe we're going to start heating up this Derby Trail. It's been a lot of miss and not a lot of hit so far, but maybe it's back. Maybe this is the weekend. Yeah, I, you know, between this race being the, 50, the first fifty point race uh, of the uh, of the season, of course, you win this race, you're in. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So um that plus you know seeing that you know cave rock back finally on the work tab um i got got a lot of people excited uh with him uh you're starting to see some of these horses that we've been waiting to see um at, at the very least on the track right you know and at least gives you some sort of hope that hey maybe um maybe we're starting to kind of get like you said get really into this thing yeah, absolutely, and that's that's what makes it fun uh, when you get big horses and good performances, which is something we have kind of lacked a bit as well. I want to say this real quick. Kevin O mentions it. Rosario breaks the losing streak in the first race today at Gulfstream, so congrats to Rosario. Gets it done on a first-timer for Christoph Clement. Now, why that could be really important, he's at Oakland all week coming up, and he's on short prices a lot of times and horses that should win. So it'll be really interesting to see if that gets him out of his funk for Oakland coming up. He's been gold at Oakland over the years. We'll see, but that was a significant win. And, uh, you know, it, a horse won at seven to two as well. So hooray, he wins one. Yeah. I mean, uh, just find out if that's at Oakland, if he's going to be the anchor or if he's going to be the, you know, the red hot Rosario at Oakland. So mm-hmm. I, I, what, how are you approaching that at least right now? Like, does that that, that 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 help you? I know we talked a lot about in previous shows about kind of not to take too much stock in trainers that are cold or, you know, like we talked about Safi when he had a really bad Pegasus day. But he, like, how do you take into account, Joel, 
cold streak going in and then going into Oakland this weekend. Like, are you, does that change anything for you? Top pick was the two that won the first race. So that kind of answers it. Right. I picked him to win the first race. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> these guys, they go through ebbs and flows and, if I think the horse is the best horse, I'm going to still pick it to win no matter who's on it. And with this situation, it was Joel Rosario, Christoph Clement, debuter on the turf. I mean, I'll take seven to two on it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't I – don't, I didn't look at any race at Oakland this weekend and go, well, Rosario's on. I'm not sure. They It, it happens, you know? They, they go through streaks. Now, do you pick a horse and then you're watching the race, you're like, oh, God, I, I'm really worried about it? Sure, but I'm not going to let it. Talk me off a horse. I would have missed a seven to two winner in the first race. So, you know, it is what it is. You just, you got to realize that whether you're a handicapper or a trainer or a jockey, you're going to go through streaks no matter who you are. Yeah. And I feel like jockeys, especially, are, are, you hear more about the cold streaks and the bad rides and the, you know, the, like that's what you get. You know, it's like almost like when you win, it's when you win, it's like, oh, yeah, he should have won. The horse was good. But when you lose, it's like, oh, he cost the horse. That was yeah. awful. That he can't. So it's like there, there is to a point where you have to take that into account. Like you can be overcritical of of jockeys um, uh, for a while. And like you said, a guy like Rosario, um, who's going to get continue to get mounts, right? It's just a matter of time before it turns back around. Yeah, he's got too strong of a connections to go on too long of a streak. Now, again, there were some bad rides during that streak, without any question. It wasn't great. Uh, there were also some times where he was getting blamed, and it's like, guys, he doesn't have the horse, you know. <laughs> like after the race, you know, Magic's on City Man. It's like, gosh, Rosario screwed up City Man, and it's like, Magic, he finished last. Like he didn't pass one horse. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it, you know. So, uh, look, it, it he hasn't been riding well. Hopefully, that gets him going. Like I said, he's got a lot of good bounce at Oakland, and I expect him to have a pretty good weekend. Well, uh, we'll find out. There's a few horses that I was interested in uh, on the at Oakland car that I was just curious about, right, with with Rosario and uh, if, mm-hmm. if maybe if he would continue the bet, the cold streak. Personally, I think I, I'm not too concerned about it. If I like a horse, I don't – I don't – like, I'm not going to be like, I love this horse – but I can't bet him because it's Rosario. Like I just right. not something I'm ever going to do, but uh, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have a big weekend, of course, uh, last weekend, not so much. <laughs> it just feels like you said, we're just, we've been almost treading water, so to speak, where you just feel like, Oh yeah, that's a prep. And that horse was okay. And, um, and then even the horses like tap it trice or, um, you know, I don't want to litigate. I don't think it's good and that good, really, but did win. But like horses that you're like, yeah, I mean, that, that horse could be good, but you still don't know. You're still waiting. Um, when you have on the flip side, you have like horses like Forte and and Cave Rock. We've been saying it all along that you almost feel like either one of those horses comes back just like they were. They will be an issue for some of these uh, these horses that we've been seeing and been let's just call it lackluster. Yeah, I mean, Hit Show definitely ran a little better than what I thought he would. He was okay, but he still wasn't great. And the big news really was Cave Rock had a workout, you know, uh, early in the week. So that was kind of the big news on the Derby Trail the last couple of weeks was that that work right there. And he looked pretty good doing it. So that was positive. But you're right, we're still in a holding pattern. 
this week getting the risen star though there are some horses that people have ranked fairly high and kind of just like okay let's see if they can progress and let's not forget you know epicenter went into this race last year and he was like yeah it's a nice horse but we don't think he's like great and he ran a huge race so this is the weekend that it kind of starts to happen and there are a few that we'll talk about that could be you know horses that are run well enough where we go well maybe they can compete with forte because really so far Arabian Night is the only one we've seen where it's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to be shocked if that horse is able to progress and beat a horse like Forte. But the rest of them, they got a ways to go, right? I mean, they're yeah. not they're not there yet. Well, you look at the last I – and, and, and to be fair, like even the Rachel, which is on the undercard, and Oaks Prep, that's a highly productive race um, for the Oaks. Very productive. Huge. Uh, and you look just look at the past two winners of the Risen Star, Epicenter and Mandaloon. Uh, Mandaloon, technically your derby winner um and and epicenter probably should have been right so they both ran well enough um so it's like it's race and 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 i heard that you know i watched the uh, if you haven't go make sure you go to our youtube page um go watch the make sure you do it after the show of course but go watch the uh halterman's preview of the risen star and you kind of mentioned it like since they've made this race a mile and eighth race it definitely feels like it is becoming a lot more productive yeah it took it took a couple of years for it to catch on but now it just seems like wow this fairground circuit all of a sudden and people are gonna say well they don't have a derby winner okay but that's not the well first of all they do now with mandaloon but that's not the end all be all used to these races at fairgrounds it's like yeah i don't uh it's whatever right but now they're producing really good horses even if they don't win the Derby, they're running very well in the Derby and then going on to be good horses after that. So it's a circuit that you always paid attention to it, but now you, you have an extra eye on it. It's getting big fields. That's the other thing, boy, a large field. Once again, remember last year, man, this field was stacked and this one, it's got the potential to be as well. So that's the thing. I think the distance stretch out has really helped the risen star specifically because a lot of horses want to go a mile and an eighth, and there's just no opportunities other than this, this early in the year to do it. Well, shit, man. 14 horses. <laughs> I mean, say say no more. Like, And, and, and tra- you know, legit trainers, Asmussen and Cox and Pletcher, um, all have horses in the race. Like, it's, you know, like, and, and, and to be honest, like, you know, victory formation, this is, there's, I mean, a lot of them in here win this thing, and they become uh serious contenders but victory formation being the favorite obviously has looked as good as he's looked he wins this he becomes top you know he becomes the 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 major contender aside from the fortes in the uh in the bafferts you know yep for sure absolutely um there you go look at that there you go thank you rocket pick four ticket good luck yeah rockets have been blazing right now on fire a horrific beat we were beat out of 4800 yesterday at Gulfstream. we had the four horse in the ninth race if you haven't seen this race go back and watch it if the four wins we win 4800 i have no idea how the four loses the race i mean we still made money on the ticket because the, the four out of fives paid but it's still, it was just the grossest loss ever. So hopefully we bounce back. But Sunday had the huge ticket at uh, Gulf or at uh, Oakland Park for forty seven hundred. So the Rockets have been on fire. Yeah, ninety six dollar ticket. We got home for forty seven hundred dollars right before kickoff of the Super Bowl too. Yeah. So it was uh it was a, it was an awesome uh, 
capped that day right before the, the game. For sure. Yeah. And I was thinking, sitting there thinking 4,700 on Sunday, then we're going to hit 4,800 here on Wednesday at Gulfstream. Uh, too good to be true, I guess. So, but yeah, the Oakland thing was great. Uh, it was never in doubt. And then, yeah, you go right to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs win. We had bets on that. Obviously, a huge Chiefs fan for you. So, uh, just, I mean, an amazing streak of about five hours there for us. Yeah. And uh, if you can't, can't tell, I'm a little. Uh, no voice and kind of sickly a little bit. I was out, I went to the parade yesterday. So I was at, I was in Kansas city for the parade um, and it was cold and windy and uh, yeah, so I'm feeling the effects of that, but uh, well worth it. It was, uh, you know, I didn't get to go to the, the, the parade um, when we won back in 2020. And um, so going this time, it was just, it was something else, man. It it really was. Um, never experienced anything quite like it. Uh, saw Mahomes up, you know, up close, and uh, I have a very unhealthy obsession with that man. So it was <laughs> nice to see him <laughs> see him up close. Well, at least you admit it, right? No, yeah, it looked like a good time. Looked like a ton of people there. Holy cow! It looked like a ton of people were there, dude. It was we. So we we posted up. Um, I'd say like halfway three quarters through the the route good spot like this is perfect we'll see him coming um and then we'll head down to the rally you know at the end well they go by us so we start heading down that way and real quickly we realize (laughs) this ain't happening we'll (laughs) the thing will be cleaned up by the time we get down there at this point so um we ended up just shifting over going to power and light and watching it with all the fans, of course, there on, on the big screen. And that was, that was fun in itself. And so, um, yeah, just, a you know, amazing, amazing experience. And yeah, there you go, Davey. It was, uh, we tried to warn them, you know, we tried to warn them and, uh, it, it was, a, it was a hell of a man. I, I was shocked because we did Super Bowl coverage every week and I, it felt like Samich and my dad and I, we're the only ones on the Chiefs. Like all the comments were like Philly, Philly, and I'm like, and like the Philly betters were really confident betters. Like this is going to be a blowout type comments, and I just thought, you know, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a blowout in any way, even for the Chiefs who we we had bet. You know, it's it's going to be close. You know, mm. I, I was shocked by how many people really bet the uh, the Eagles. I saw I think 62 percent of the bets were on the Eagles. Huh. Really surprised. I thought it would be. A really evenly bet Super Bowl. It was not. Well, it's funny too because you know Kelsey's getting a lot of shit for like because he keeps saying, of course, he's going overboard. And I think it's part of the team. Like that was kind of the mentality that they carried. Like, hey, no one believes in us, um, kind of thing to kind of get them amped up for these games. But in reality, you go as far back to the off season, and and most a lot of people was to say a lot of quote unquote experts picked us to not even win the, the division. Um, you know, we were going backwards. Mahomes is going to regress. We lost Hill. Uh, we're going to miss the playoffs, you know, like all these things. And so I do think from the day one, and even when we go into the playoffs, uh, you know, a lot of people are against us. You know, we weren't, we weren't the favorites of the Bengals game until the very last second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course we were the underdogs of this game, the Super Bowl. So to a what to an extent, yeah, I mean, they, people doubted it and doubted us. And so, uh, I think the, the team that was a problem. Like I think if anybody learned anything, you probably shouldn't cast doubt 
on, on the Chiefs because they like just they just have this weird. It's almost like a college mentality, you know, where they just like they use that as fuel and it works. You know, it's the leadership makes sure everyone knows that hey, no one believes in us, so let's go out there and shut them up. So it, <laughs> when you got Mahomes, that's all you know. It works. I feel like the Cincinnati game, especially that may have pushed them over the edge, you know, Philly, they were pretty smart. They, the players, they didn't say shit, you know, but the Cincinnati thing that definitely got, no doubt. You could tell. No doubt. Mahomes said uh, after the game that that was the most amped up they've ever been for a game was that AFC championship, you know, and just everyone was fired up. And so, um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, hell of a, Hell of a last few days. That Super Bowl, I didn't think I was going to survive it, to be honest with you. That was – these Chiefs, man, they, they do it. They just – the way they win games, it's 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 not good for my health. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. We got to see it. We got to watch it with the boys. And, of course, I was in uh, KC for the, the parade yesterday. But let's get to today's show. We're going to preview and get picks for Saturday's $400,000 Risen Star at Fairgrounds. It's the first 50-point. Uh, Kentucky Derby prep race. And then we're going to give rapid fire selections for some of the remaining stakes races this weekend at Fairgrounds, Gulfstream Park, and Oakland. Let's go. Thumb off and the Risen Star Stakes. All right, let's go to Fairgrounds for the uh, the main event on the weekend, the Grade 2 Risen Star. $400,000 for three-year-olds going a mile and eighth, of course, um Kentucky Derby prep race 50 points to the winner 20 15 10 5 um so really you win you're 100% in the gate uh, of the Kentucky Derby you get second you've got a great chance especially for a few of these who have some points already so um we talked about it a little bit in the opening it's a it's a massive field of 14 horses going a mile and eighth at the fairgrounds it doesn't get much better than this when it comes to a prep race and, and kind of fig- figuring out who's uh, who's the one to beat because Victory Formation, who clearly is the best horse of the race, or at least on paper, your three to one morning line favorite, but draws all the way to that thirteen post. Halterman, did that? How much did that factor into your handicapping? And are you worried about it? Not much, and no, not really. I think we got a horse like this. He gets out of the gate pretty well. He gets to the front. Uh, he's been able to get to the front in six furlong races. Uh, I, I'm not that worried about it, to be honest. Pretty long run till that first turn at Fairgrounds. I kind of think he's either clear or he's like too wide. I, I really believe that. I think he's got enough speed to get himself in a good spot where maybe he's like tracking a couple of horses or he's just clear. Uh, this horse is pretty sharp out of the gate. He's pretty sharp with these opening fractions. So not overly concerned about the post uh, w- with victory formation, to be completely honest. Well, to, to me, I, I'm not necessarily con- con- like concerned about that either. What I am concerned about for him is he is going to have to go out of the gate just to try to get in somewhat of a position. And, there's no shortage of horses that like to be on or close to the lead here. And, and horses that I think are, are, are decent. Um, Determinately is one Harlow cap is a very interesting horse. Of course, formerly trained by Bob Baffert. Now it's shifted to the Aspison barn, but JV John Velasquez comes with the horse. That horse I think is going to have a lot of speed as well. Um, so my fear is, 
and I don't know how big of a fear it is for you, but that he gets out of the gate, he got he's got to get out quickly. Number being number thirteen victory formation, but he also runs into a few horses that are also out of that gate pretty quickly. And then what happens from there? I worry about Harlow Cap a lot because I think that's real speed, and yeah. I think that's stakes type speed. Uh, and I think it's a high level horse or a potential to be a high level horse and facing good ones out at Santa Anita. So I do worry about him. And I absolutely agree. That's a problem. And anytime you got like, you kind of said it, you got speed and you have like horses that are legit that have speed. It's not just some dummy going out there, you know? Right. Um, right. Yeah. So I am a little bit worried about Harlow cap. I think victory formation, if he doesn't get the lead, I think it is going to be Harlow cap that gets it. And then it's a situation where we're going to have to get position over determinedly uh, the four horse who can show a little bit of speed. I think victory formation is a little faster than him. Uh, you know, and then after that, I think he's a little bit quicker than the rest of them. I think the horse that could give him problem determinedly and maybe two fills, you know, from that outside post, he may try to gun it out there. Then you could see a horse get hung three or four wide. If he can't get position on the turn, against those two horses, I think we're in trouble. And then if he does, then the next problem will be Harlow cap. How fast are we going? And are we really engaged with him early? So it's kind of how I see it. I have confidence that victory formation can outkick the, the latter two horses I talked about there. Harlow caps, the one I, I'm not sure. I, I think one of those two are on the lead and the other one, we'll just see how, what kind of trip they work out. Can they sit off and still be effective? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right about Harlow Cap because to me, those last two efforts were you know, you know on the lead, trained by Bob, well, formerly trained by Bob Baffer. You know, we know how he trains his horses. We know that they're usually a very fast horses, um, and it's not like the trainer switch is. We know why the trainer switch happened. You know, it was a good horse. Yeah. The ownership just wants a shot at the Derby, right? And they just made that decision to to switch over to Asmussen. So. Like you said, it is, I believe it is very legit speed. And no matter what happens, victory formation is going to have to tangle with that horse in some fashion. And then on top of that, you you know, victory formation is, you know, which a lot of these horses are, is going, is trying, you know, um, the, uh, this distance for the first time, you know, as a horse that should be to get the distance, no doubt. There's nothing to say, you know, what we've seen that makes it look like the horse can't, but, you know, six furlongs, six and a half furlongs, mile last time out in that Smarty Jones. So, yeah, I mean, to me, that's another factor as well. You get a, maybe a horse that's going to soften them up a little bit. Could a horse possibly run these horses down? Um, and, and to his and to Andrew's point, he, he's talking about let's go Angel of Empire, and that's a good segue into okay, let's if it's not if it's not one of these two, maybe the two speed horses, Victory Formation or Harlow Cap. There's plenty of horses, including Brad Cox horses, that make a lot of sense here um, that you could see the upset this thing. And let's start with Angel of Empire since he brought it up. Uh, Luis Saez jumps aboard here and, uh, you know, I thought looked, you know, got second to victory formation last time out. Made a nice move there, but uh, wasn't good enough. But maybe the distance could help him. I think distance is going to help him. He reminds me a lot of Hit Show for Brad Cox last weekend. You know, he's kind of going to come from out of it. He's, he's had a couple races that are pretty good. He did have a turf race that wasn't good. Just draw a line through it. He didn't really compete with victory formation, but he didn't really have any kind of setup. 
I don't love him in the spot, but I won't be shocked in the spot either. Uh, you know, I, I think he'll come with a run. I, I don't think he's a bad horse at all. Um, he wasn't for me, but I don't blame you if you want to take a shot with him. And you said it in, in the nightmare scenario for the favorite and for Harlow Cap that they burn each other up. And it is possible when you've got those other horses there. Angel of Empire certainly is one that could benefit from it quite a bit. It, if you want to transition to the one that I think is going to benefit the most. And I, I don't know, you may think I'm crazy with this, or you may really like it. I think the closer you want is the maiden. I like number 12 croupy as a closer here. Oh, wow. I look your boy slip Mahoney, who you like a lot. <laughs> yeah. I went back and rewatched that race last time out. It's a legit race. If croupy runs that kind of race here and at times he hasn't. And at times He's been a little funky. I'm telling you what, that was a wake-up call type of race. They beat the shit out of everybody else in that field. Yeah. I think Krupy's going to pick up a ton of pieces in this race. And if it falls apart, I think a maiden is going to win the first 50-point race. I really like this horse. Yeah, and, and for those that don't know, Slip Mahoney trained with Brad Cox, ran in the maiden special weight at Aqueduct. Sounds like probably going um, to the Gotham possibly for for brad cox so going to a prep i think slip mahoney and yeah i mean that's the thing without that so without a stakes caliber horse and slip croupy wins by a mile there and maybe it's a whole different story in, in, in terms of this race right um i don't hate the pick um because i do think i the way i handicapped this race was i i'm kind of banking on victory formation kind of being up against it with the outside post plus the speed like and plus the price i'm just going to try to upset him a little bit so the idea of a horse coming off of it i think is what i'm looking for here um i'm not quite there on croupy although i i see the logic and i i, I would be against playing the horse uh underneath especially but yeah i see uh michael i i went with the eight tap its conquest i you know, it's it's tough because the horse went off as a favorite. The last two starts did win um, the main special weight that allowed race to determinedly won. He got beat. He got second at fairgrounds. But man, like it was an it was a nice uh, bounce forward after the main special weight, even though he lost. And dude, he was just he was he he didn't break well. He was inside of horses. You could tell he had a ton of run late, but just really wasn't feeling it. You know, like as far as he was kind of boxed in and gosh, you watched the gallop out. I mean, this horse just went flying by everybody. Obviously a lot of hype going into that race. Uh, Brad Cox, you know, being a tappet horse, got the, the ownership. I think this horse stretching out to the mile and eighth with the distance uh, or with the, the pace setup that I'm expecting Tappet's Conquest is a horse that you're getting six to one on the morning line. I think that's very playable. I liked him. I liked him as well. Yeah, I, I think Krupe and Tappet's Conquest are the two closers you want. God, that race for Tappet's Conquest is just, man, just kind of a mess, wasn't it? <laughs> it just wasn't great yeah. uh, for him. But it, 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 he showed talent. Like you said, it's just everything kind of didn't go his way in that spot, right? I think he'll run better here. I think he'll just make one run. Yeah, I, I, I like the eight. I like the 12. I'm kind of with Trish. The longer I looked at it, though, 
I can't think victory formation is going to do what epicenter did last year. I think he's going to clear. I don't think they'll bother him as much as what you think. I, I think again, that key is the Baffert horse or the former Baffert horse. If he gets out there, then I'm going to beat my words on Saturday, but I kind of think victory formation is just going to try to take it to him. I don't think we've seen the best of him. I think a mile and an eighth is when we should finally start to see him at his absolute best. So I, I like the eight. I like the 12 a lot. I think you got to use them. I've got the 13 on top though. And, and and to be fair, like it's just the way I play, like I'm trying to beat the 13. Um, but I do think what you're saying is very possible that this victory formation is just, he's the goods. Right. And you mm-hmm. kind of overthink it a little bit and he just is better than everybody else. Like that's highly possible. And, and if he wins that race, like you think he will, then I, I I think we have a very uh, serious horse on our hands. And I kind of mentioned it in the opening, but if he wins like that, it's probably the Brad Cox horse you want that mm-hmm. as far as that you can make the most noise. Um, Cause you know, we've been talking about it all along, like how many horses Brad Cox has and trying to figure out which ones are good and, and, and deciding where they're going and all those things. And if he does that, it's uh, they basically have him on cruise control from here on out until the Derby, I think. Yeah, that just did. And that's why, you know, the top, top of the show is like, if he does that, it's going to be like, uh-oh, here's a really good horse. On the flip side, if your top choice Tappet's Conquest wins, it's probably going to be a situation where he looks pretty darn good because he's going to have to close. He's, you know, he's going to you know stretch out and it, it improved him. Uh, and you're going to be like, whoa, he's, he's good, you know. Um, that's the case with a lot of these. I think it's going to take a pretty good effort to win it. You know, even like a Curly Jack, a horse we haven't talked about much, he's training really well. He was competitive against the top horses. If he wins, you're going to be like, that's a good horse. This is going to be a good race, you know, uh, a productive race, I should say. So it it does have that feeling. The depth is there. Um, It's it's just a matter of, boy, who who is that one that's going to be able to get it done? Yeah, and I I was going to bring him up anyways. So, yeah, Curly Jack. He's an interesting one because, you know, he he, he wins the Iroquois, kind of a, a little bit of a shocker, runs in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, um, did not go well that day. Of course, Breeders' Cup, Forte, Cave Rock, you know, good horses, but, uh, you know, finished fifth, beaten 12, um, and then comes back in the Jockey Club and runs well, um, mm-hmm. but got beat by Instant Coffee, finished second, by a link, about a link behind uh, Instant Coffee, who obviously came back to win and looked very good. Um, Amos obviously has, uh, we'll talk about that horse uh, coming up. Who's your Philly later or earlier in the card. Uh, so maybe Amos, uh, the Amos double here going into this curly Jack is at the very least interesting on, for me, on uh, putting underneath. I don't know that I can get there uh, on the win here, especially considering the other options, but he's definitely one that you could see kind of sneaking into the Derby conversation just based off of class and where he's been running and just kind of getting up and getting some points. He would also, and I don't mean this as a knock on him and I don't, if you're picking him, I don't think it's a knock either. Cause I think he's got a shot, but he would in a way would be a very disappointing winner because he would, that would mean he beat a bunch of, you know, quote unquote, you know, they're not really new shooters. They're new in the fact of, can we compete with the Fortes and the cave rocks of the world type yeah. of horses? And if Curly Jack, a horse that was well beaten by Forte and Cave Rock and National Treasure and was beaten by Instant Coffee, if he comes and beats all these horses, it's like, 
oh boy, you know, like we didn't see anybody that could rise up to that level today. Uh, now it could also mean the Curly Jack really improved, but again, the narrative, that's what it's going to be. And it'll be a little disappointing if he wins. And that's like I said, that's not really a knock on him. That's just kind of the reality of, Hey, we saw him. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't quite able to compete with the top ones. And now he just beat all these horses. Yeah. It kind of to me feels like if the four five, six, that's uh determinately Harlow cap angel of empire tap its conquest, you know, really any of the Brad Cox's obviously victory formation. Um, I guess you could throw croupy in there. Maybe if any of those horses win, then you kind of go leave the race saying, Oh wow. Like that's a, that's a nice race. And these, that horse might be pretty good. Like kind of made that coming out party. But to your point, yeah. If, if it's two fills or if it's curly Jack or something like that, you're like, yeah, maybe that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, it, you know? Yeah. And even like Michael mentions, if Harlow cap wins, that, like that's like a Baffert horse. We weren't even thinking about or talking about, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it'd be like, Oh boy, like these, they're not very good. And, and listen again, it's not a knock. If you like Harlow cap, that's not a knock on it. It's just, that's kind of the reality of how that's going to be. And uh, you know, with Harlow cap, Anytime you got early speed in this race at fairgrounds, it's tough to pass. So we'll see. That's right. You did miss it. We'll probably, I'll, chances are, Shadi, I'll talk about it again later. But yeah, Red Kingdom, maybe. Um, all right. So while we're on, well, okay, I guess, like, you know, my top pick here is the eight Tappets Conquest, Halterman. Uh, his top pick is number 13, Victory Formation. Remember, we do have a Risen Star wager guide available right now at the website, uh, racingnews.com. More analysis of this race, how we're playing the race exactly, uh, who we like in the multis, all that stuff. It's available in the wager guide right now, racingnews.com. Go get your hands on that. But while we're talking about the three-year-olds, um, I wanted to let's, let's, let's at least shoot up here the race eight yeah, um, to kind of let people know that, hey, this is happening. I believe it's race eight, isn't it? It is, yeah. yep. Um, it's an allowance uh, option claiming race, mile 16th on the undercard, of course. Uh, field of eight, but you want to, you know, look at this field. It's got banishing in there for uh, for Walsh, who's obviously was really good last out. Tap at shoes, another Brad Cox horse. Um, he's got no shortage of them. First defender for Asmussen looks very interesting. A horse that I uh, considered highly uh, in claiming this week. Dennington for McPeak, another Brad Cox, the eight. So it, it feels like, a few of these in here, especially banishing um, first defender, tappet shoes, any, you know, those horses will definitely see in a prep race after this if they uh, if they run well. Absolutely, I think we'll get two out of here go in preps, uh, you know, because it's now or never really for these horses as far as the Kentucky Derby is concerned. <laughs> let me be clear: there's a lot more life to the Kentucky Derby, but that's what we're talking about right now. It's now or never. A horse like banishing, as Mark says, Mark says, time for banishing to shine. He better now because if he doesn't win this race, then that's it for the Derby for him. But yes, it's a it's a huge race. Depending on who you talk to, some handicappers think Banishing is better than anything that's in the Risen Star. I don't necessarily think that, but some people do. And so the winner of this race certainly will be in the Louisiana Derby or a race like that. I think the second place finisher might go into a prep as well. Uh, and you talked about first defender. Boy, oh boy, you better be pretty good if you're banishing because I think first defender is really nice. I think he's going to have to catch him. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's a battle between those two. Um, wouldn't be shocked if it goes either way. Yeah, that's the, the obviously the two that, that seemed, I mean, like I said, I, I thought highly about claiming first defender, but obviously banishing in the race. And that, and to your point, it's, it is a, if, if 
it's tough because if you know in this kind of scenario if, if whatever reason one of those horses doesn't run well then you're just kind of like now what are you doing with them you know so yeah. it's uh you kind of taking the a wait and see especially with an Aspieson or even Tappet Shoes Brad Cox like they got a lot of options vanishing to me off of that performance we saw last out which was way impressive he has to show up here and kind of make that legit, you know, like show that that wasn't a fluky performance. And so I think a lot is riding on this performance for him. The big key for me and why I ended up going banishing, he has a race around two turns and a win around two turns where this is the first time around two turns for first defender. So he has got an advantage there. Even if you, you know, think first defender might be a little bit better, which I don't really think that banishing has that going for him. For me, banishing has to win. I'm uh, totally agreeing with you. Banishing has to win this race. Yep. Yeah. It's a, uh, and, and if he does, and if he wins it in similar fashion, you know, or if it's just like a cruise control kind of effort, then he's a, he's, he's one to very, to be very serious about because he will obviously be in a prep race uh, following that. And, if, yeah. he, if he just destroys two fields like that back to back, I mean, I, I don't know how else you can um, not get excited about him. So, yeah, definitely make sure you watch this race as well as it does pertain um, to that Kentucky Derby. Lots to, lots, to, lots to kind of uncover this weekend at Fairgrounds in terms of the three-year-olds. Um, but that is a look at the Risen Star and that allowance race at Fairgrounds. You know, one thing I, I, I should have mentioned – Cyberknife won a race just like this at Fairgrounds before going and winning the Arkansas Derby. So even more, hey, keep an eye on this type of stuff. For sure. Yeah, I mean, just because you're not in that, especially for these horses, like you're, you know, you're not, you know, a horse like First Defender is not going to go right to, you know, the Rhythm Star. So right. you're going to wait to kind of get them there. And I think you're right. I think those two horses are going to be, because, you know, you got an 83 buyer, um, first defender did on that debut in relation 65 buyer for banishing of course he bounced that up to a 90 so if you think the 83 will improve which you'll have to um you know he could run you know mid 90s buyer here for sure either one of them uh definitely could here and in that case they're way in the mix with all these other three-year-olds mm -hmm. yep i mean we're seeing low 90 well we saw 76 when the sam f davis but normally like a low 90s winning the prep races right now so that's just it like we saw uh of course uh tapatrice we saw king's barns um like they, you know they would have demolished litigate in that race you mm -hmm. know um that race was really bad Rockets are going to be alive to a decent payout while we're on the air, by the way. Did they just, that horse just win? Yeah, we just got a seven to one home here in the fourth race. So we are two deep in the fifth. So we'll see what happens. All right, time for Rapid Fire presented by the Inside Track to the 2023 Risen Star. Get the all inclusive 13 page wagering guide now available to the 2023 Risen Star this Saturday at Fairgrounds. Features in depth analysis of all six stakes on the card, including the Risen Star that we just discussed. Plus, you get bonus race-by-race -race analysis, betting suggestions, and multi-race plays for the entire Saturday card. We just talked about one of the other ones. It's a huge card. Um, lots riding on this in terms of the Oaks and the Derby. Uh, so definitely get your hands on that at RacingDudes.com. It is now available for download. All right. 
A uh, couple races to talk about here on Rapid Fire, and we'll stick around at Fairgrounds for this one. Race 12, the uh, Grade 2 Rachel Alexander. It's a Kentucky Oaks official prep race, 50-20-15-10-5. So another 50-point race, and, uh, you know, obviously lots riding on this one for the two Hoosier Philly, who <laughs> went off as the second choice individual second choice of the Kentucky Derby future wager, which is just true insanity. I believe he's, I believe she was 11 to one. Um, just I can't even get into that, but he, this horse is obviously going towards the Oaks at this point, six to five morning line favorite chop chop in here for Brad Cox at eight to five. I have this bad feeling. Like I just think Hoosier Philly is going to dominate here. And, and I'm finally off the Chop Chop wagon. Is this where Chop Chop gets us? No. I mean, it, it, it's going to listen. If Chop Chop wins, highly, highly disappointing race for me <laughs> because the horse just ah, was just not very good last time out. Two races back, that, you know, needless to say, the horse wasn't very good. I, I don't think so. I think this is all about Hoosier Philly. Uh, Look, I, I thought for a while, you know what? This pretty mischief horse. I think I may, may take a shot at mm-hmm. 92. Then you look back and it's like, well, we saw this race before. Yeah. And who's your Philly killed her, you know? Uh, two back in the golden run. And I thought, well, maybe Vava. I kind of like that horse. Well, pretty mischief beat Vava by eight and three quarters last time out. So it's like, yeah, I'm not real excited about that. The, you know, the, the Todd Bletcher horse, Miracle, maybe can get out in front, but... I kind of think Hoosier Philly is just going to be right there in second and pounce. Three really good races, Jared. And you know me. I'm not a workout person at all. Could, couldn't, but. couldn't care less about workouts. But bullet, bullet, bullet. It can't be a bad sign. <laughs> I think this horse is ready to roll. I don't think you're beating her in this spot. I, I like Hoosier Philly a lot. And uh, I'm trying to go through here. In the last seven works, six of them were bullets for Hoosier Philly. The only other one was six of 59. Still ran 48 and one, going four furlongs. But this horse is on her toes, to say the least. Um, And I saw, you know, um, Mark said, pretty mischievous is a logical threat, one over the local track. Well, yeah. Yeah, but again got smoked by this horse and then it's like okay no, how about knock your socks off that horse got smoked by Hoosier Philly last time out as well in that race so you're to your point it's like this is the same race we've already seen this race already you know mm-hmm. it I just I don't feel like there's this and I hate to say it because like we you know Wonder Wheel happened last week and it was like really she lost but Hoosier Philly seems like in a different kind of a different uh, ballpark. I thought so, when I watched that golden when the, when when I watched the goldenrod, I was like, oh, that she's serious. You know, yeah, and I kind of started off thinking, all right, we're gonna beat her. I think she's a little. I I shouldn't even say overhyped. I'm just thinking. I think maybe she needs a race, and some of these other ones that are in form. God, and then you go back and watch because, like, the first thing it's like, well, that that speed figure isn't just crazy for the goldenrod. Then you go back and watch it, and it's like, well, shit, she didn't even try. Like, 
Yeah. I just think I'll be pretty surprised if she loses. Um, no, I get it. If you want to take, if you want to take a shot against her, yeah, the five makes sense. And Mark's, uh, you know, comment is logical. Has a win over the track, has a race this year where Hoosier Philly doesn't. So, sure, that's that's a good, you know, good thing to think about. With Chop Chop, it's like, well, another one has a race over the track, pretty classy. Still, I don't think they're beating Hoosier Philly. I th- I think she's just better than this group. Yeah, I think the five is the one, if I'm playing against in any capacity, is is who I'd be using. Um, the four, I just, I'm done with her, to be honest with you. And I, hopefully, I, and I'm afraid I'm, I don't want to be too far off of her because I'll, you know, probably get beat by her. But um, here's the other issue is, and I don't think she needs to be, but I'm afraid that the two, who's your Philly, is going to roll here and we're 100% going to see her in like Louisiana Derby next or whatever race it is. Like I, yeah. I just, you know, she'll have the points locked up for the Oaks and I could see them. And, and, and Amos has obviously already mentioned the idea um, of running her against the boys. She was in the Kentucky Derby future wager. I do think we'll see her against the boys. If she rolls here. I think there's a good chance of it as well. Um, it all just depends, though. You know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. Uh, it all just depends on how she looks. She's going to have to roll here for sure. And then you take a look at what happens with the boys. Not only the the uh, Risen Star, you analyze race eight that we talked about too, right? And that's kind of what Lucas kind of told us last year. He said, you know, we got a Philly and she's really, really good. You don't just say, well, we're going to take on the boys next. You look at it and he, and he looked at that Arkansas Derby and he said, I don't think there's any great horses in it. And you know what? At the time, there weren't really. You know, mm-hmm. Cyberknife just ran a tremendous race, but he ran much better than he had been, you know? Same with the Preakness. He looked at the Preakness and said, well, a lot of the big horses aren't going. I'll take a shot with her. That's what Amos will do with her. Step one is always, you have to be dominant within your own division. Right. You have to be. Have to be. She and needs to win one. like she's been winning in this race. Exactly. Yeah. And if, you, and if it's anything close, then don't even, don't even, don't even think about it. No, no. And you look at Ness last year, who had success. It, you know, Secret Oath had mild success, and she was dominant in her division. Nest, dominant in her division. Yes, I know she lost the Kentucky Oaks, but it was a poor trip. All their other races within her own division before the Breeders' Cup were dominant wins. So yeah, give it a shot in the Belmont. Yeah. Who's your Philly? We'll see. I, I mean, really. It, you don't want to put like a margin of victory on it, but that's that's what it's going to end up being. She needs to win by at least three or four legs, at least. Well, think I mean she's like I said, the, the biggest threats in here we've already established. She's beat. Chop Chop is overrated, probably at the very is based on the odds. Um, yeah, I mean she it should be a cruise control effort. I mean it really should be anything less than that. Stay in your stay in your lane, right? Yeah. Um, all right, we're both on number two. Who's your Philly to win um, the Rachel Alexandra? And I, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll at least ask um, while I'm transitioning here. Do you, aside from the thought of possibly going to the a Derby race after this, how like how serious are you about this horse? Saying she, if she win, I mean, do you think she is a legit Oaks winner possible? I think she is the Oaks winner if she does what I think she's going to do here. Okay. Um, for it's kind of a twofold situation. If she romps, that's great. What's her competition? 
Wonder Wheel. I mean, I don't think we're afraid of Wonder Wheel right now. Julia Shining, getting a little better, still got third. You know, at this point, Hoosier Philly is a huge favorite to win the Oaks if she gets the job done. But Wonder Wheel didn't get the job done last week. So you got to go out there and do it. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, obviously, the Rachel Alexandra race 12 right before the run starts. You got to make sure you check that one out as well. All right. Let's go to Gulfstream Park for on Saturday, race 11, the Royal Delta Stakes, grade three, 150K, Phillies Mares, four year olds and up, going to mile 16th. Field of seven lines up here. And hey, what do you know? Another Kentucky Oaks horse from last year. Number two, Kathleen O, your seven to five morning line favorite, 32 and classy edition uh, for Todd Pletcher. Those two seem to be the logical um, top contenders of the race. Halterman, Kathleen O, a horse that we both picked in the Kentucky Oaks last year. We knew we were in trouble when we saw her plus Secret Oath in the paddock. She came back to lose last out. Do you have faith in her to win here? Yeah, I watched that race last time out, and it definitely was just a bleh, like she wasn't quite ready to go type of race. I think she's going to be a little bit more ready to go. I think she finds some friends today. I, I don't like this field very well at all. Uh, the the five horse classy edition, you know, Kathleen O beat her pretty easily when they faced each other at this track last year. I like Kathleen O in the spot. Throw it up, Jared. Give me the O face. I like Kathleen O. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's the horse. I, I try. I went into it like, yeah, can't play her. That roster, you know, should have won last out. But you look at the numbers. She likes Gulfstream Park. She's finally back to Gulfstream after she, you know, last seen her in the Gulfstream Park Oaks um, prior to that Kentucky Oaks. She loves the track. She's one for one at uh, at the mile sixteenth distance, and plus, I just don't think the field is all that great i mean i don't think she she's gonna be better than she was and i and the way she's been working i i suppose that she's she's a little bit better than she was coming back in that calmly uh, so i i i think she will win here but we are become we are getting into dicey um uh, territory with her if she can't win here that, that's would be a, a very swing and a miss when it comes to past Kentucky Oaks. Which is, was she the... Uh, no, she wasn't the favorite, was she, that day? Um, she was close to it, though. Mm-hmm. She definitely... If she loses this one, I'm done. Type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Way done. Um, yes. Do you like the next roll at all? Trish wants to know. Uh, yeah, I like her a little bit. Going to stock the pace, I would imagine, here. Stretching back out. Last time out, she ran at the distance. She won. So, a lot of positives. Got a little bit of class to her as well. Um... Yeah, I, there's worse six-to-one shots you could take for sure. Uh, I, I don't think she's quite as talented as the two, but she's going to sit a little bit closer to the pace. That should help. She'll get first run on the leader, so I'm not going to sit here and tuck you off the three if you like the three. Mark is still pissed about uh, playing Kathleen O and Nest and that pick four in the Oaks and didn't include, include Secret Oath. Well, um, yeah, that was... We've been around a lot of horses, Halterman, in our time. A lot of horses. In the paddock with a lot of horses. Seen seen a million that looked good, you know. And, and we were sitting there. And it's funny. We were in separate spots. I wasn't with Halterman. He was somewhere else in the paddock. I, I She walked from me to 
my computer screen uh, from me in the in the paddock, and I was with our buddy, um, and, and I was like, dude, we're in trouble. This she looks amazing, and we got with you, and the first thing you said was, holy shit, Secret Oath looks good, and <laughs> and we're like, yes. So yeah. we knew we were in trouble then. Patrick gave the look like, holy shit, you just said that five minutes ago. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll never forget. Mark, I'll, I'll share a story for your frustration because I was just as frustrated. I was so excited because I hadn't seen her in person until the Arkansas Derby. And I can remember being so excited to see her because she, on, on the screens, you know, she looked great. And I'll never forget, she walked by us the Arkansas Derby. I thought, yep. God damn it, she's not anything. Right. It, she just looked terrible. And and we were so disappointed. And then we saw her that day in the Oaks, and we were like, that's the Philly we had seen on the screens when we were watching, you know? Mm. So it, it's weird. It's really weird how that worked out. But sure, that Arkansas Derby turned me off big time, uh, you know? And again, it wasn't just the performance. She looked, she does not look very good. She didn't look like the horse. And then you see her that Oaks Day and it's like, oh my God, like <laughs> she's built to the sky. I mean, it's unbelievable. But anyway. Yeah, that and that did, that did a lot for us, I think, being the fact that we were at the Arkansas Derby and seen her in person and we were so amped up about her. And then you saw her and you're like, oh, yeah. You saw her in the Oaks and you thought, oh shit, that's a, is that the same horse? Are we sure that's not a, a cult? Like, who I, is this? I know. And it, it was so funny because the same day at Oakland, we looked at each other like, what the hell is this? Like, that <laughs> yeah. doesn't look like, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I don't, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know. I, maybe she was a little off at the Arkansas Derby, you know? I, I don't know. Well, speaking of Oakland, now let's go to Oakland for the last one here. Race nine, the Razorback Handicap, grade three. On Saturday, we're 600K for four-year-olds and up, one mile 16th. Uh, Field of 10 lines up here, and you really got a battle between Ginobili and West Will Power at 2-1, to one, your morning line favorite, 7-2 on Law Professor, 5-2 on Ginobili, which I thought was interesting that uh, after that performance last out at Oakland, Ginobili did not go off or isn't the morning line favorite. Uh, but thoughts on this field, and uh, are you uh, thinking any looming upsets might happen? You know, it's not really an upset, but I'm not, I am going to go against Ginobili. I singled Ginobili last time at Oakland, but I think the conditions are a little bit tougher today. Tougher horses coming in, a little bit more speed signed on. Mm-hmm. I like Law Professor at 7-2, to two, and I don't know if this horse might not end up being the favorite or close to the favorite by the time it's over. But Rob Atris sends this horse in. He has been fantastic since Rob Atris got his hands on him. I really like Law Professor. Give me the two here to sit right off the speed and pounce uh, in the Razorback. Yeah, and how about the fact that not only Law Professor um, shows up here, but uh, brings a friend with you know with him and, and Jose Ortiz uh, that that has ruled this horse um, twi- twice, two of the last uh, three efforts. Um, and mind you, both losing efforts, but they were in the Woodward and the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Of course, then came back and. Uh, and won that race last out at Aqueduct. I'm with you. I, I I think Law Professor is the horse to beat here. I just think has 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 plenty of early speed, but also has a lot of late speed. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes the horse a lot more versatile than a few of these in here as well. I'll tell you another horse that I was very interested in playing that I probably will still play um, in some capacity, and that's the number nine Keystone Field. 
as a, as a long shot play maker train this is a horse that uh basically since getting his hands on this one has been very good as well and and really has ran well at oakland park those last two efforts you know ran an allowance race finished second um then came back last time out going to mile 16th on a fast track that time and just smoked the field uh ran a 102 buyer ran a really nice race i think the horse is versatile so the horse is able to kind of pounce when when i expect the speed so like i i, I kind of expect similar runs from the nine in our pick number two but obviously the nine is gonna be a much bigger price so horse to consider underneath at the very least number nine keystone field but i'm with you number two law professor how, how cool is this race? Long Range Toddy is in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rated our superstar, of course, is in it. Uh, Caddo Rivers in it with Lucas. Right. <laughs> they turned him to Lucas. Last Samurai. Yeah, Last Samurai. <laughs> you know, and Caddo River uh, it ran. You know, ran in that uh, allowance race that was claimed by uh, Lucas, but uh, ran second. Uh, wasn't like the horse ran terrible, but obviously isn't what he what it used to be, but yeah. maybe uh, Lucas can work his magic here. Yeah, we'll see. This this horse hero status that Dan talked about, I talked about him on the preview show. I think that's interesting. A horse shipping in for Glatt. Mike Smith's coming to ride. I think that horse might be okay. Did you, uh, you know, the horse that we, we, you know, we both kind of, I think we're are against Ginobili, but uh, West Will Power, was that one that you considered? The Rosario Anchor or the Rosario Boost? Which one? He was a tough one to kind of figure out because he's been winning and, and running really well, but what have we really been facing? He did finish second to Proxy, and I guess Proxy isn't horrible, you know? I I didn't know what to do. I think he's in there with a, with a shot. I don't I couldn't pick him to win, though. No. Um, heroes, there you go. Dan's uh, got a micro share of hero status. Yeah. Live are the exotics for sure. Um, Marcus Singling, law professor. Trish likes some uh, will West willpower and rated R. Yeah, rated R superstar. Shoddy says she'll always pick rated R superstar. Rated R superstar, man. I was looking at this horse when I was handicapping the race, just because he's such a cool horse. 66 lifetime starts, 13 wins, one point, almost $1.8 million um, in uh, in earnings. This is a horse, man. You talk about a battle horse. And, you know, give, give the horse a ton of credit because other than really a few efforts, the horse always gives you a run. You know, usually it's not good enough, but gives you a run. And, and at the very least, gives you some uh, some reason to play underneath in the exotics. Yeah, uh, I. It, it's crazy. Ten years old and he's still running at this level. And two races back, he won. <laughs> you know, a race that wasn't as tough as this one. And then last time out, I mean, he ran a good third. It feels like there's too good of horses in here for him to win. Hence, why he's fifteen to one. But you're right. I guarantee you, he will come with some kind of run. Maybe he gets up for fourth, even for a super or something like that. And what's amazing is in those, in those 66 starts, and I'm not going to go through and count, but I'm talking maybe five or six-ish, the horse has been the favorite. Yeah. Like, he's never the favorite. He's never bet, and he's always running, out, uh, pretty much outrunning his odds. So, yeah. um, hell of a horse to, to have and to own for sure, but... Uh, Radar superstar underneath maybe makes some sense, but uh, we're going to go with Law Professor here. Um, in 
the Razorback. <laughs> I just looked this up to see if this was accurate, and he's right. He was 37 to 1 in the King's Bishop back in 2016. <laughs> Kings finished 10th, beat nine. So that's a good pick, man. Yeah. Dre Fong. Dre Fong, yeah. Yeah. I think we may have been at Del Mar, maybe. When that so the happened. horse had rattled off two in a row going into that, including a grade three at Gulfstream Park. Yeah. Um. Here's a fun fact: the horse finished second in the Iroquois and third in the Fichari- Breeders' Cup or Breeders' Futurity. Yeah. To Brody's cause and Exaggerator. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. The blast from the past, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Is it nuts? Yeah, unbelievable. Unbridled outlaw. Remember that horse? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, you go through the horses he's raced. There are some familiar foes. Let me tell you. It's like it's like the it's like you know it reminds me of the uh, like a yeah a Tom Brady situation where it's like oh yeah I played against your dad you know whatever and and rated our superstars like he's this he's he's beat beat or he got beat by horses that are siring horses that he's facing now you know yep, yep. hell he might be almost right. in the thir- you know third generation horses that you know were sire sires great grandsires he's been he's faced yep it's crazy it's, it's it's crazy i remember what year was that i think that was he knocked me out of a big pick five at oakland on rebel day one year in uh i think it was the essex is what they used to yeah right here 2019 yeah yep he knocked me out of a huge pick five uh i didn't have him he's 14 to 1 and he won and uh i had player. i had snapper and i had giant expectations who was third and i think i played one other one and uh, yeah he knocked me out of it so i'll never forget that what was his best race did he have any? I'm trying to look at like any grade one placings. Yes, oh, Mark. No, this for was charity, the Breeders for Charity. Yeah, finished third. This was the day the both the Bafferts went down, Improbable went down, and uh, a game winner went down. And my ticket I used Improbable and Long Range Toddy, and Long Range Toddy won his last win, by the way. And then the other rebel, I used Omaha Beach <laughs> and game winner, beat both the Bafferts and still lost. And beat both the Bafferts was going one other horse and still lost. Long range Toddy has not won since the 2019 yeah. Rebel. Yeah. Just nuts. Well, there's yeah, there's your pick four. Right there, because they had all those big races. That that was it, hundred percent. And I it was, I think it was an allowance race before Bisu uh, that we got through. Then I think we singled Bisu and we went like two by four or something by two. And like I said, Superstar knocked us out. What a horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. It's all the time we have. Check us out at racedudes.com for our free picks. And of course, our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Race Dudes premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Remember to go get your hands on that inside track to the 2023 Risen Star Wager Guide. It's now available on the website at racingdudes.com. 13 pages, all our analysis and picks included there. Remember, we are on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, all the places you listen to podcasts, we're there, uh, as well as your YouTube. Just make sure you go to YouTube, 
slash racing dudes or search racing dudes in YouTube and go subscribe, like, and get the notification button so you get alerted when we go live or we have new videos, which we have a lot of. And the Magic Mike Show, what? Are they doing the fairgrounds like late pick five? Yep. Yep. They're going to the fairgrounds. Fairgrounds late pick five, of course. On Saturday, coming up later this afternoon, right here. So make sure you tune in for the Magic Mike Show on all those same platforms. Um, final thoughts. What's going on? Well, one thing. Uh, in 51 minutes, Papa Dude and I will be back, and we're talking Oaklawn on the show. We're going to go Friday's uh, eighth race at Oaklawn. Talk about CZ Rocket coming back to Oaklawn. We're going to go Saturday's sixth race at Oakland, which is Shopper's Revenge in an allowance race. We will go to the Razorback. And then Sunday, race eight, disarm back in an allowance race for uh, Asmussen. So some interesting races. Oakland will be back in about 50 minutes uh, covering those. All right. And what are we out? Zero minutes to post here on this race. Zero minutes of post. We need the two or the four. Uh, The two's paying like 700. The four is six. 50-ish, I think. Let's stay on air for this. Um, Let's see. Uh, Thoughts on... I wanted to... I've kind of talked to you about it, but I want to do it on air a little bit. Um, What do you think of the the Fantasy League and some of the claims that went down this week uh, as we are approaching that, like we said, you know, the the new part or the, you know, the kind of what seems like getting real part of the Derby season. Um, Thoughts on some of these claims, and particularly mine. Um, I like yours a lot. Uh, I can't remember who else, who Skinner. I don't like that claim at all. Um, I like go rocket. Harlow ride. Cap was claimed, right? Was that one? Harlow Cap, that's a fine claim. I mean, you know, running a 50 point race and he's got a shot. I like that's okay. Uh, Skinner was claimed. I don't like him. Uh, yeah. Go rocket ride is the one where he's either going to be like, you know, a decent type that's going to rack up points or he's kind of going to just, flop i mean with only one race it's really hard to know he looked really good though go rocket ride so i thought that was a good claim yeah you know i i kind of i wasn't really uh, wanting to claim or at least thought i was going to claim um and then i started looking more at him and just with the news of of mandela being like hey we're gonna run in the san felipe and and what kind of what pratt said after you jumped off the horse like hey this like this I found something with this horse going, you know, going long and the way the horse has just been working and the way he wins. Like I, to me, we talked about the, uh, we talked about that year with Omaha beach. Like he does look a lot act, you know, some of the same similarities are with Omaha beach and kind of the way he brought on Omaha beach to the three-year-old um, scene. And I don't know. I just, you know, Mandela isn't one that, you know, has horses like this kind of, these kind of three-year-olds, um, that often so when he does and get this aggressive with i thought you know and to the point of harlow cap like well i'm gonna get a 50 point race next out so at the very least this horse is either gonna be claimed soon or he's gonna be claimed after that and i want to go ahead and get ahead of it yeah yeah i thought i thought that was you know anytime you're claiming a horse you're gonna get a 50 point race even if the horse flops it's not a total nightmare you know so that was what it was. I mean, if you like Harlow Cap, that's a good claim. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. These Mandela horses, sometimes they pan out and sometimes they don't. Um, 
know, good trainer. And I like the aggressiveness of no bones about it. We're going right to a stakes next or to, to a derby prep next. So yeah, he has talent for sure. Anytime a maiden special weight winner is not Bob Baffert in California, you do go, okay, that's a, you know, you got talent. That's a good horse. So we'll see. We need this two, four. Come on. We are watching the Gulfstream race five. We need the two or four to get this rocket cash home. This one has been in the lead the whole time, but surely one of these will get up here. Come on. Two's wanted to run the whole time, but he's got nothing left. I think, yeah, he ran his race. The eight looks sharp. Oh, shit. Oh, oh boy. The eight just split the seam. I think Trish had the eight. So good job there. Man, shit, two. man. Didn't do shit. Got a third, third and fourth. And yeah. they were very good there. Yeah, good pick there. Uh, I think it was Trish that had that one. Yes, sir. There you go. All right. Oh man. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a good week. Um. You know, I, I was thinking, I, I, one. Uh, the our fantasy football league. Mm-hmm. I I had Mahomes this year. He won MVP. He won the Super Bowl. Won the fantasy league. So now all I, all I have left is to win our fantasy league, and it's just going to be the perfect year. Well, and you got tap it trice, so <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be extra anejo. So uh, we'll see. Although he is on the track, he's uh, he's cruising around there, but uh, he's he's still just galloping at this point. So, um. Don't know that he's going to make the derby at this juncture, but uh, maybe Preakness, if I'm lucky. I, I do think, you know, you and I talked a lot about that. I think, I don't know if it was on the show or not. Allowance, Pat Day, Preakness. That makes a lot of sense for him. Yeah, I, I don't know how fast he can get back. That's the question, you know. Um, that's the problem. I don't know. I, it does make sense, though. Yes, it does make sense. Uh if not Preakness, maybe he can do like a get to the Woody Stevens at Belmont Day and then go on to the three-year-old series. I mean, it's nice to see him back. We've seen video of him. He's on the track, uh, which is more than you can say for Loggins, a horse that just is nowhere to be found. So extra day hope, got to get back in it, got to get a work in him. That's that's step number one. Yeah, we'll see. You know, the work is going to tell the tell and how soon that work is, what it looks like, and what is said after the work. Um, so lots to be said, but hopefully that happens sooner than later. But all right. Uh, I'm going to go rest. My voice needs needs rest. All right. I'm yelling too much at Patty, Patty Mahomes. <laughs> so I'm going to take a break. By the way, that dude was trashed, which not a surprise. He was on the first one too, but right, like they try to limit how much he talks. Because <laughs> they're like, dude, get off the stage. All right. <laughs> his eyes. He's probably had about two hours of sleep this week, you know, since the Super Bowl. So yeah. His yeah. eyes are like little slits. <laughs> but uh it was uh it's pretty cool. I saw a bunch of cool videos, like of people that were right on the front of the of the parade there, or like on the front line, and like he was going over and taking pictures and giving high fives and throwing footballs and just, you know, having a good time. So very cool. Fun. Very cool. He, he definitely is one of the good ones. Like he is a good dude. Yeah. It's just, he is like, forget the, all the, all this amazingness about him. Like he just feels like, I don't know if you saw him on Jimmy Kimmel. Like he just acts like a dude. 
yeah like a bro man like just someone you would like you and i could walk up to today start talking to him and he would talk to us just like we were buddies you know very very down to earth no doubt yeah yeah so uh anyways congrats my chiefs winning another super bowl hopefully we can do it again and everyone thank you for tuning in to blinkers off i'm jared welch he's here Halsman. Like this weekend, guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs Kingdom will raise a banner above the national football league again for the second time in four seasons the lombardi trophy has a red and gold reflection a big red reflection the chiefs are champions of super bowl 57